Hello and welcome to the second series of Our House, a podcast all about community. My name is Helen New and over the next 10 episodes, I'm going to be chatting to residents, partners and staff of Social Landlord East End Homes. We find out how community inspires, motivates change and brings people together. There's some really lovely conversations with fascinating people living and working in the London borough of Tower Hamlets. So if you're interested in people and place, why not have a listen and join the Our House community? This episode of Our House has been sponsored by Community Fibre, who are future-proofing London's communities by delivering 100% full fibre broadband throughout the capital. In this episode of Our House, we got to meet future fashion designers, artists, a teacher, footballers, musicians and even journalists. We are at the Bernie Cameron Centre on the Mile End Estate, where we joined the Tuesdays Girls Club run by the Girls Friendly Society. This is a lovely conversation where we meet the volunteers who make the Girls Club possible and the brilliant young women who take up the space there every Tuesday. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did recording it. We are in the Bernie Cameron Centre in Mile End, one of East End Homes community centres, and I'm delighted to be here talking to Jessica McKennan from the Girls Friendly Society. Good to see you. How are you doing? We're actually here today because we are taking part in the Tuesday Girls Club, which is open to young women ages... So primary ages, so 6 to 11. 6 to 11, every Tuesday, 5.30 to... 6.45. 6.45, thank you. <laughs> so firstly, I'd like to find out a little bit more about the Girls Friendly Society, which has been going for nearly 200 years, yeah. is that right? It was established in 1875, which makes us the oldest charity in England and Wales that works with girls and young women. And what's your aims? What are you, what are you hoping to do for young women? So we operate our weekly groups in lots of different places nationally. Myland is just one of many. And those groups aim to build confidence, build resilience, a space for girls to try new things, and a space that isn't home or school in which they can make new friendships as well. We recognise as a charity that at secondary age, so when girls go to secondary school, there's this kind of drop-off of confidence in comparison to their male peers. And so GFS is really about sowing the seeds early of confidence and resilience so that they don't come up against those barriers to participation or confidence later on in, in their educational career. So it's getting them ready for secondary school and all the challenges that that has as well as opportunities and creating a nice network for young women, I guess before they even talk about networks and that kind of stuff. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And I think building a really nice aspirational base as well for them. So we have different visitors each week or, or many weeks throughout the term all from different walks of life, usually women that have something to offer the girls in terms of maybe broadening their horizons or introducing them to things that they'd never really thought about before so that they have that kind of aspirational thing about what they could do in the future. future. So basically, just like you said, planting the seed of ideas and different professions and different 
ways of working. Yes. So, for example, just to kind of show the broad spectrum of (laughs) people that we've had in, in the last couple of months since the January term started, we had an author come in and do a kind of creative writing exercise with the girls and then do a QA and a about how she began writing and her career and her life as a writer. And then we also had someone come in who is a coder and yeah. did some coding activities very topical isn't right. it <laughs> yeah and actually they kind of learn a lot about coding at school now but I don't think they had been given the opportunity to talk to somebody who does that as their job and be able to link their curriculum to a career so that was really interesting and they they enjoyed doing some coding activities <laughs> and I guess it's that space to be able to ask the author and the coder questions and why they chose those careers and what inspired them to write and to get into the logistics behind coding I guess as well yeah absolutely and I think we're a girl-led charity so we take our lead from them in terms of what they want and if they say that they're interested in something then it's my job to find somebody to come in and talk to them about that if it's not my area of expertise and so if they're talking about tech or they're talking about coding then we're going to reach out and find somebody to come in if they don't have access to those industries already but also in terms of hobbies and likes and dislikes like we've spoken a lot about football in the last few weeks and about how at school they don't feel like they can play because it's a really boy dominated game that's played in the playground so that's in my mind already for next term thinking about right we're going to go down the park and we're going to get someone to come and teach them some skills yeah I mean that kind of (laughs) brings me on like nicely to my question which was 2022 do you feel that we need a single sex space for girls to develop their confidence and resilience but it sounds just by that example we do females football has come on leaps and bounds hasn't it and you know it's great it's now on national tv and we've got so many spokeswomen that we're aware of in that field but like you say when it comes to school they're not quite having the confidence to say hey it's our turn on the playground but to have that space to talk about it and say actually we would quite like to play football and we we kind of want to get the confidence to get there and you can see those things working week by week as well which is really nice so we started in November of last year, so we're a relatively recent addition to the local area in terms of what's on offer for young people. And we had some girls that came in November who were quite reserved, quite shy, didn't really want to say their name to the whole group. And now they come in with stories about standing up to people at school who aren't being very nice or <laughs> telling teachers about things that they want to happen at school. So we can kind of see the, the benefit of this group and we can start to see that confidence building and that resilience happening through the conversations that we're having here and the way that they just are in the space, which is so nice. It must be incredibly rewarding as well mm. to see someone who first found it quite hard to say, this is me, this is who I am to now saying this is what I want to happen at school yeah absolutely I guess it's about taking up the space that they deserve to take up I think girls are so often told to take up the least amount of space possible be quiet and we are not about that at all as you know from having (laughs) seen the group they are loud and they take up space and their ideas are valued and they are funny and smart and have so much to give and we kind of value all of that here And they're incredibly curious, which is always a delight, isn't it, to observe and listen to. And you've touched on this, but what do you think you've learned from working with the girls since November? 
so much. All of the lyrics to Winnie's Talk About Bruno. <laughs> A popular song choice. Yeah. But, I mean, working for GFS and working with this particular group of girls, it's, it has reaffirmed for me kind of what you were saying about, you know, do we need single gender spaces? This has proved to me that yes, we do. And it's not that we are trying to divide society along gendered lines. We are trying to look at what the product of an already divided society is and what impact it might have for us to just provide space for people that don't usually have it for, for themselves. And seeing the benefit of that has really reinforced how important that is for me. Also, I think giving the girls the space to be exactly who they want to be has allowed me to be more who I want yeah. to be as well. It's this really amazing infectious thing where after a GFS session, I kind of think everything in the world is possible. <laughs> and that's because of the energy that they bring and the way that they approach life is that they show the adults how to how to do things which is great well what's lovely at the moment we can hear a gentle hum of singing and a hub of excitement because the club is probably about to start pretty yeah, soon isn't yeah, it yeah. so i know a huge part of your work is your volunteers that come along and support the projects and make that possible and i know that's always been something that's existed right from when you started in 1875 can you tell us a little bit about that and how it works my role as a group coordinator is fairly new it exists as a connecting piece between the central organization and the volunteers who run the groups and it was born out of GFS expanding and needing people who know local communities and are able to do the outreach necessary to kind of bring everyone together and I have worked and lived in Tower Hamlet so that's kind of how I came to the role but our volunteers are really the people who run the group. They come up with the ideas, they are here with the girls every single week. They are, I mean, we've got a lovely volunteer who bakes regularly and has brought cookies for today's Aww. session. So they kind of bring all of themselves to the group and know that it's an important space for the girls to have and it just would not work if the volunteers weren't involved. So. We kind of owe, owe it all to them, to be honest. It would not have, as an organisation, survived this long without the volunteers. And they are the thing that will keep it going. So, for example, our club today is in Tower Hamlets, in Mile End. So, you'd, for volunteers, would come from Tower Hamlets, either live or work in the borough. And if someone was interested in volunteering for your society, how would they find out about it? How would they get involved? Yeah, so we always love to have more volunteers from the local area, although I'd say most of our volunteers are probably East London based rather than exclusively Tower Hamlets. Okay. But the best way to find out about which groups would need volunteers is to go to our website and then there's a very special volunteering tab on there because of how important it is to us and you can search your local group and see if there are volunteering opportunities. So for area. anyone that's interested in that's listening, please yeah. do visit your website yeah. and your website address will be in our show notes. So we've touched about the fact that we feel that girls need space, which is completely understandable. I know in the press over the last, this week alone, but consistently for the last few months, there's been a lot in how young kids coming out of COVID 
girls and boys, how they're settling back into school. For some people, there are challenges. Is that something that you're experiencing within your space? Do you think that that supported kids making that transition back to full-time education, coming in and out of lockdown? But also, separate to that point as well, what do you think are the main challenges for the young girls that you work with today? Yeah, it's definitely something that our parents have flagged with us as a reason for them wanting their child to join our group is that they've been quite worried about the lack of after-school clubs or just the kind of social contact between young people that has been missed out on in the last two years with consistent lockdowns and social distancing and things like that. I think it's been really difficult to maintain social networks as a young person during the last two years. So I think we've noticed that in kind of two opposite ways in that there's a lot of excitement about the group because the girls are connecting with people that they haven't met before, like not all of them go to the same school for example. There are a few connections, people going to the same school or siblings coming, but mainly they are usually completely separate in their lives but then they come together every Tuesday and they know each other really well now and there are these friendships forming which is so lovely. So they've been able to use this space to socialise with people they didn't know before and build positive relationships. Just in terms of where they were at the beginning, quite a kind of reluctant group, some of them, some of the time. Nervous. Exactly, yeah. I think, you know, meeting new people as adults, we still find that quite Definitely. (laughs) And we just expect young people to go into new situations and be completely fine with it. And then on top of that, we were maybe in November expecting them to come into a new space with new people after two years of not having really done that and just kind of fly. And it's a testament to the girls how many lovely friendships have been formed and how supportive and kind they are to each other as a group now because I think we just assume that some of those skills would be there and actually it could have been different. I've got one question that I'd like to end our chat with which kind of fast forwarding to 2032 because I'm thinking you've got a group of young girls at sort of junior age just under it sort of from 7 to 11 you saying yeah so I'm imagining then that they'll just be around the 18 age mark just a little bit older what would be your hopes for them it's 2032 where based on their experience here how do you feel that the girls club would have helped them moving forward I hope that they have a sense of um, being entitled to exactly the same thing as their male peers and that their participation in the things that they want to enjoy has continued right through secondary school so you know, we see a massive drop-off in girls coming to regular sports clubs when they get to secondary school. I hope all of the, the girls that are interested in sports here continue that, that they're continuing to sing <laughs> song Whichever song they want to sing. <laughs> exactly, whenever they would like. And that they're, I mean, some of them have expressed frustration at some of the, the gendered things that they experience, like... A few weeks ago, they were talking about, oh, it's just so annoying that we can't wear comfy clothes. And I kind of said, well, 
what would comfy clothes look like and they were talking about how they wish that there weren't gendered sections in in children's clothes shops and that actually everyone could just wear everything because sometimes the boys clothes look more comfortable and more practical and things like that those little ideas that they bring to us every Tuesday we are getting really good at picking up on those and then building them into a project or getting a speaker in and I hope that that gives them the push to then keep doing that work afterwards as well so that by 18 maybe they're designing their first fashion yeah. line of, <laughs> of clothes for young people that doesn't have to be based on gender and things like that and I also really hope that what we show them with our volunteers and with the group is that these spaces are really without people that understand that they won't happen. So I would love to see some Mile End girls who have been participants become volunteers in 10 years time. Yeah, a decade, yeah. So that they're the ones then leading the next generation. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like such a great (laughs) way to end this, but also what a great ambition for Mm. those young girls. And I think everyone will be happy with some comfortable fashion leading clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'll be first in the queue. <laughs> <laughs>So if you can just tell me about the six statements of the Girl Friendly Society girl. Yeah, so we've got we've got a kind of concept called the GFS girl and this is what we hope all of the girls attending our group will be able to say about themselves. So we've got, I can speak up about things that matter to me. I am proud of who I am. I believe I can achieve my hopes and dreams. I can try again if I have a setback. I can try new or unfamiliar things. I can enjoy friendships with all kinds of people. So we hope that through our program of workshops, events, visitors, speakers, that girls will be able to be familiar with those statements and also proudly say them about themselves by the time that they leave us at secondary school age. So I'm here chatting to the volunteers that make Tuesday's Girl Club possible at the Bernie Cameron Centre in Mile End. Hi girls, how are you doing? Would you like to introduce yourselves first? My name is Izzy. Izzy? My name is also Izzy. Izzy and Izzy. And I'm Abby. How long have you guys all been volunteering here? So we started this group in November 2021. Before that I volunteered with GFS as a content creator so I contributed to some of the lesson plans that they have on their online resources. So it's probably been about a year for me now. Is that the same for all of you? Or? Yeah, same for me actually. I also started out as a content creator, so it's yeah, coming up to a year. I'm, I'm a bit newer, so I started at the beginning of the year in January, so um, three or four months now. What is it about GFS that got you involved? So I actually learned this in my local newspaper, and growing up I had a mentor um, that I would you know, hang out with once a week, or I'm from in a small town particularly encouraged to seek our education and this woman um, worked for the university and um, yeah we would just like hang out once a week and talk over coffee and I felt so special yeah and I said yeah made me want to 
do more. And so when I saw this opportunity advertised, I thought that maybe I could do the same thing that she did for me. And what about you guys? Obviously, you've been working for over a year on this project. What's kept you here for a year? So I think, I mean, obviously, you've met the girls, a really, really lovely group. I think it's just kind of the ethos of the charity as well, like from right up to the CEO, Laura, to all of the other staff and volunteers. Everyone is really nice, very friendly, and working towards the same goal. And there, we're going to chat to the girls a bit later, but they are such a dynamic friendly energetic group of young women aren't they so I can imagine it must be hugely rewarding working alongside them and what do you think is there anything you've learned I know we've spoken about mentoring and you're here to support them and their growth but is there anything that you've learned from them working alongside and volunteering at this group I think we've all been quite surprised like you say of their personalities they're all quite bold and confident in their they're very different to how I feel I was at that age growing up. They're very switched on to certain issues and, you know, when we've done sessions about, like, gender divide and boys' jobs and girls' jobs and they come out with these things like, there's no such thing as boys' jobs and girls' jobs. So I think it's quite refreshing to see how already the change has begun because I don't think I would have been coming out with those responses when I was their age. So it's sort of a nice taster of the future and the sort of direction, I hope you know, everyone's going in, in general, being led by girls like that. Obviously, you, you mentioned yourself about mentoring, but is there anything you've learned from them? Patience. Um, you can have the best ideas, you know, ready for the session, and they will you know, take it in their own direction, which I think is actually really beautiful. Um, but they are so confident and bold and, and want to you know, be a part of it, but also kind of make it their own. So is there anything else you'd like to add about GFS? Send some more girls our way because I know we're, we're new and we're still growing. So um, if you're in the area, I think you guys saw this more than I did since I'm newer. But some of the girls, you know, when they got here, were so shy. Mm. They didn't. You know, I think one of the stories is one of the girls wouldn't even introduce herself. And the other day, I, um, you know, opened the door. You know, her mom's dropping her off, and she ran in there to see, you know, who else was there. Um, and her mom said, like, she's been talking about coming all week. So I think that is, yeah, it's a nice feeling to know that yeah. you are, even in a small way. It's a lot of fun, and fun yeah. is the main thing, but actually then it does have some real purpose, I want to say. Yeah, sure. Like the confidence building and yeah. the skills and the learning things, yeah. And the friendships they've created as well. Like, you can tell they all just really deeply care for each other and want the best, and that's so nice. Yeah, and there's real teamwork in there, isn't there? When someone's quiet, the others are encouraging that person on. It's so inclusive, so yeah, I can definitely see that. So for anyone who is interested, who's under 11, who's a girl, then come down. So we are incredibly lucky to be with the most brilliant, dynamic Tuesday Girls Club. Can I have a shout, girls? here is electric so I'd like to start with my first question what do you like about your Tuesday club meeting new people and having fun with my friends and over to you I like making new friends and meeting different people great answer and what do you think you learn here I think I've learned to never give up and try my best great answer imagine 10 years into the future how old will you all be 
21. So you're at the start of your lives, professional careers. What do you think that will look like? What will you be doing? I would be a teacher. Teacher? And over to Writer. my aunt. Writer? I would try my best to go up to a pro footballer. I want to study out in Paris. Oh, fantastic. Très bien, très bien. I would like to be a vet when I grow up. A vet. I would like to be a fashion designer because I like designing clothes. And Great, and we're looking forward to seeing how that shapes up. What do you like about your neighbourhood in East London? I like it that there's um, not much, like older children around so I just get to chillax and it's fun and it's new because I just moved from Scotland so. And you're enjoying it here in Yes. Oh great, we're all really happy you're here. Thank it's a fantastic bar. Anybody else want to tell us what they like about their community or neighbourhood? I like that it's a big space and we outside we can play with like activities such as like, playing with skipping ropes, roller skating, it's really fun and there's, just like Sophia said, there's not much older people, there's like young people like me so I can play with them as well. I like about my neighbourhood is that it's nice and friendly, no violence around and it's a really good place to play in. Oh, that's a great answer, thank you. Now I hear you're quite a musical bunch and it's a very lively club. So my question to all of you, if you could choose a song that sums up and reminds you of Tuesday Club, what would it be? Excellent girls, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much to the Tuesdays Girl Club for letting us crash your session. We had such a brilliant time with you and it was great to find out more about what goes on there. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. We certainly have. Our house has been presented by me, Helen New, and produced by Michaela Tranfield. Our house has been made possible by social landlord East End Homes and broadband provider Community Fibre who sponsored this episode. See you next time. Brother's got a date to keep, he can't hang around.